0: G'day and welcome to the podcast of Outpost Church in McLaren Vale. We hope you find this encouraging. Today I just felt to sort of encourage us and give us some tools on how to walk out our faith more consistently, especially with the year we've just had circumstances that are constantly changing. How can we be consistent? christians in those times so at my old church we used to do a thing in the kids service and it's great there's so many kids here which was called strain the brain so there's prizes on the line questions to be answered and i'm going to get waves to come help me dish these ones out but who here kids first who here can name one of the pieces of the armor of god Gotta be prize. Come on, there's lollipops. There's mentos. They smell really good. Shield of faith? Awesome. Yeah. So there's a prize on the line for that one. Asha, what have we got, mate? Belt of truth. Delta truth. Wow. Good one. Wow. Who else? Willem? Uh, help of salvation. Help salvation. Awesome. A piece. Kasia, awesome. Shoes of peace. Shoes awesome. Any more? <laughs> Christy, you reserved. <laughs> <laughs> to do with the breastplate. to the Awesome. Yeah. Sharp. Is that all of them, Shane? No. <laughs> oh, yeah. Spirit. Crucial one. Who's that? Sword of the Esther. Good one. The sword of the spirit. So, yeah, I feel like with the armour of God, it's sort of one of those things like similar to other Sunday school stories like David and Goliath or Joseph or, you know, Daniel and the lion's den. You can almost... I find myself sometimes looking at it with like nostalgia of when I was in Sunday school or with this different lens of it not being as sort of powerful as some of the rest of the Bible or not necessarily applicable in my life, but just a cool story of what God did. But yeah, I want to go through today a bit about the shield of faith specifically and just walk out really practically how we can actually apply that in our life and what that looks like. So like Beth was saying that intro to worship, our struggles can all be different. And it talks about, with the shield of faith, it says that it can actually just dis- extinguish all the fiery darts, the enemy. Like all of them, not just some of them. And the fiery darts often are deception because the enemy is the father of lies. So he just comes at us trying to deceive us to live from the fullness of what Christ has paid for. So we've got plenty of Bibles in here. I'd love if you could. It's a bit more of a firm suggestion than best at the start of worship, but if you could grab a Bible, get it in front of you, we're going to be reading together Psalm 77. If you're sitting on the end of the row, do your neighbour a favour and pick the Bible up and offer it to him. Psalm 77. So what I love about the Psalms as we are going there is just how raw, like not all of them, but a lot of them are just so raw and blunt and they, they actually talk to God in ways that we would think sometimes aren't acceptable. Like they're so honest with how they're going. They're asking God questions, just yeah, curious, accusing Him almost at times. But you see this pattern in there often where because they're being so real with Him, they then receive this almost revelation or just change of perspective and then it turns into this psalm of joy and hope towards the end of it and so you see that here in psalm 77 something i've learned and i wish i learned it earlier is that the holy spirit loves honesty he doesn't he struggles to handle like to actually work with us when we're fake before him when we're just like putting up this facade of, of being totally fine, like just living on top of the world, when at times we're not like that. And so we're praying as if things are perfect, but actually we're not and we need help. And yeah, if you think about it, the Beatitudes says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And everyone is actually poor in spirit. But the ones who are blessed are the ones who are actually vulnerable and open about it. Because the Pharisees were poor in spirit, but they were also prideful and were saying, I don't need your help, Jesus. And they didn't receive it. So let's jump into it. In my Bible, the title, Confidence in a Time of Crisis. It's pretty <laughs> So Father, thank you that you're here. Holy Spirit, thank you that you actually said you would lead us into all truth and we can expect that to happen in our lives. So we just ask now you would do that for us. Lead us into truth. Help us to live in truth because we know that when we know the truth, it will set us free. Righty, verse one. I cry aloud to God, aloud to God, and he will hear me. I sought the Lord in my day of trouble. My hands were continually lifted up. All night long, I refuse to be comforted. I think of God, I groan, I meditate, my spirit becomes weak. You've kept me from closing my eyes. I'm troubled and cannot speak. I consider days of old, years long past. At night, I remember my music. I meditate in my heart and my spirit ponders. Will the Lord reject forever and never again show favor? Has his, faithfulness, has his faithful love ceased forever? Is his promise at an end for all generations? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he in anger withheld his compassion? So I say, I'm grieved that the right hand of the Most High has changed. So we stop there. So I just want to go through those ponderings verse by verse and just give a real simple way of how I've learned that we can actually use the shield of faith. So I'm gonna invite some kids up. Anyone who's willing to be a bit dramatic, Hudson, I'd love for you to join us. I'd love uh, the Rona kids, anyone else welcome? Dave, I'd love for you, mate, because you're just super helpful, really, so you could jump up. Shane. Shane and Dave. Love for you guys to come up. Come on, cool kids. Yeah, coming up now. Yeah. We're gonna do a real cheesy, enjoyable activity as we go through this. Shane, come on, there's, there's prizes. Yes, Jonah. You actually get to be a warrior this in this time as well. So it's pretty pretty cool. Nah, surely not. Alrighty, guys. So what we're going to do, yeah, Dave, What? how would you demonstrate holding a shield like that? That's pretty good. Can you guys all copy that? Yeah. Awesome. The don't argue. The don't argue, that's it. And Shane, how would you, if you were to do that and say no way, what voice would you use for that? No way! That's pretty good. See, ready? On the count of three, we're all going to... You guys are all going to do that. Ready? One, two, three. No way! Yes. That is so good. Can we give a round of applause? So we're not done yet, so hopefully it won't last too long. There's only about five verses that we're going through. So I'm going to read something, and then I'm going to ask you guys to do that. All right? Will the Lord reject forever and never again show favour? No way! <laughs> how how good's that? So sometimes our circumstances can actually lead us into a place where we believe that lie coming against us. We'll start to question God Has He, has he stopped showing favour to me? Has He rejected me? Has He no way. Me? <laughs> Come on, that's just rising up in His spirit. You had to get it out. But, like a practical way of the shield, using the shield of faith is having scripture to believe that actually combats that fiery dart, which is the lie, which is trying to deceive us. I hope that's not too confusing. So, the scripture I've got for this one is in Matthew 28, and Jesus promises that I'm with you always, even until the end of the age. So, will the Lord reject forever? Actually, no, we'll leave that. We'll go to the next one. <laughs> So he's promised to always be with us. Has his faithful love ceased forever? No (laughs) way! His faithful love has not ceased forever. Why? Why can we believe that? Because in Romans 8, he's promised that we will never be separated from his love. Nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. So when we start to hear those thoughts of like, Gee, does God even love me? Like, look at these circumstances. If he loved me, would this be happening? Those thoughts that come to us and we start questioning him? No. He... No way right. <laughs> is the answer to that. He has not stopped loving us. He demonstrated his love for us because while we were still sinners, we didn't want to bar of him. He came and died for us. <laughs> Is his promise at an end for all generations? No! <laughs> no, his promise is not at an end for all generations. There's a scripture that says, we actually sing this song a lot. All his promises are yes and amen. So all his promises in Christ are yes and amen to the glory of the Father. There's two more guys. <laughs> Has, I've got two in one here. So don't go, don't go too early. Don't go too early. Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has He in anger withheld His compassion? No! no, no! All right, this is good. (laughs) Sometimes we actually feel like He is doing that to us. Like, because if we live by our feelings and what our circumstances are telling us, it can sort of come across as if I've must have done something wrong because He's not being as nice to me as he was the other day because that's how I'm feeling right so when he's good God's amazing when things are going well God's amazing but when things are going bad maybe I've done something wrong maybe it's my fault there's a scripture the NIV version the one is the one which sticks to me it's in Romans 8 as well and it says if he didn't even withhold his own son how much more would he graciously give us all things That's a good one to hang on to. When we feel like God's actually holding back from us, like we've done something wrong and he's holding back. No way, he's not holding back. He actually gave us everything. Here we go. Last one. So I say, I am grieved that the right hand of the Most High, God, the Most High has changed. So has the Most High changed? Uh, you guys take a seat thanks a lot waves can you dish those out please? that's awesome has the most high changed sometimes what's going on in our life can actually lead us to believe that he has changed because like I said when things are going great he's amazing but then my circumstances change like I lose my job I lose a relationship things go wrong Is he still the same then as he was when things were all good and flowery? Yes, he is. And the scripture I've got for that one is in Hebrews 13. It says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. Something we can cling to and believe even when it doesn't seem like it's true. So now I'm just going to read through the rest of the psalm. And this is where, like I was talking about, those pattern that happens when you just... I suppose what we can do is one of the reasons we share testimonies at Outposts and read scripture so much is so that we're constantly remembering who God is, what he's like, what he does. And so that's exactly what this psalmist begins to do. He says, I'll remember the Lord's works. Yes, I'll remember your ancient wonders. I'll reflect on all you have done and meditate on your actions. God, your way is holy. What God is great like God? You are the God who works wonders. You revealed your strength among the peoples. With power, you redeemed your people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. This is the God we serve. Listen to this bit. The water saw you, God. The waters saw you. It trembled. Even the depths shook. The clouds poured down water. The storm clouds thundered. Your arrows flashed back and forth. The sound of your thunder in the whirlwind. Lightning lit up the world. The earth shook and quaked. Your way went through the sea and your path through the vast water. But your footprints were unseen. You led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. So... Remembering scripture and remembering what the Lord's done and sharing testimonies with each other is just crucial for our consistency in our lives because it's just keeping who God is, what he's like right in front of us and a specific testimony that comes to mind for me with this was when I, I think I've shared it before, but when I worked at Hungry Jack's I had a friend there who used to always ask me questions and he'd ask me, what's the good Lord taught you this morning? Because he knew I read the Bible in the mornings and on this particular day, I would read Acts chapter 3 where Peter, he was a lame beggar. And so I was telling him the story. I was like, this guy asked Peter for money and he just turns around and says, mate, I don't have money, but what I do have, I give to you in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Get up and walk. So this, this God is the same God that lives inside of us now. And so I read that in the morning and I took it as my own. And like that's the God who's with me today so I just shared that with this guy and he he just asked me he's like oh do you reckon the big fella upstairs would heal my feet I had a tennis carnival on the weekend so we're in Hungry in the burger room placed my glove on his shoulder he's like do what you got to do so I just prayed super simply for him as quickly as possible I was like feet be healed in Jesus name pain get out that was it and then we kept working he just went for a stroll out of the back room, did some work out the back, comes back in, ask him how his feet are. You've got to keep in mind, like, I'm learning in this. I'm still growing in confidence to trust the Lord in these scenarios. So I wasn't bold and be like, dude, I'll pray for you. You're guaranteed to be healed. I just went for it, gave it a crack. He walks out, comes back in. He's like, mate, my feet are actually better. And so then... I was like, praise the Lord. And then we just kept walking, working awkwardly for about 20 or so minutes. And then he asked me a bit later, he's like, do you reckon he'd heal my back as well? And I was like, no, I'll give it a crack. So same thing, just prayed for him super simply. And then he tested his back out. And he's like, my back's actually feeling better too. And this is all, like, I don't want to say it's all because I read that scripture in the morning, but just to, to highlight how important it is just to keep scripture in front of us, remembering what he's like, who he is inside of us, what he wants to do in our lives. So for the short stint that I was at Bible college, I remember learning that for the Jews, the Exodus story, which we just sort of heard about, how God delivered them through the water from the Egyptians. So for the Jews, the Exodus story is like the equivalent of the gospel for the Christians. So... What they're doing here is remembering God's works. That's what they do every Passover. They remember what he did to deliver them. So now we're going to head into a time of communion. I'll ask the helpers to come up. Robert Chan. And we're going to go into a time of communion. And what that is, Jesus says, do this in remembrance of me. So we're going to remember the works that he did for us. So... We've got the bread and we've got the wine or the juice. So we know if if you don't have a sort of go-to thing when you go into communion, just like I'll give you a few things that we can focus on in this time. So the blood and the body shed and broken for us, removed our sins and healed us. That's what he did for us. He reminds us that we are partakers of his divine nature because he says, he says, take of this. It's like how he says in John 6, eat my flesh, drink my blood. Like, consume me so that I'm in you. It's reminding us of his love for us, the way that he actually laid his life down for us to have us as his own for us to be a family as one body as we take part of the body together. And just the covenant and his faithfulness towards us that he's promised to always be with us. So I invite the worship team, come and take it first and then move into worship. And then yeah, if we could all come up when you're ready and partake of blood and the body.